Ever since I was a little boy. Ever since I was a little girl. Since I can remember. All my life. I've wanted this. This was my reason to live. So I worked I hard. I did whatever I could. I did what I had to. I risked my life because I had the drive. The determination. The desire. To succeed. To be a champion. To live out a dream. Nothing could stop me. Tonight. 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 If I push harder. Ignore the pain. Focus on this goal. It'll all be worth it. It'll all be worth it. It'll justify all the hard work. And prove to myself I was right. And no one will stand in my way. Tonight is my chance. My opportunity to prove to myself beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've made a difference. This is my call. That I am the real deal. Tonight is about control. Everything is about control. Tonight, I will maintain control with the big show, with Sable, with me. I am the dream killer, the reaper of souls, the master puppeteer on the stage of fools. I am the only one who can see the big picture, the grand design. So take your bleeding heart somewhere else. Take your freak friend Gimp with you. There's no room for either of you here. This isn't a charity house. This isn't a key club or an old age home. This is a company. This is my business. This is my life. I say what and who goes. I am the master of this house. I pull the strings around here. So I don't care who the hell you are. If you're in my way, you will get taken out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 28 of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the pay-per-view debut of the one-legged freak. As it's time to take a look at our one-year anniversary, we start at Vengeance 02 and it is time for Vengeance 2003. As always, I'm your host Dave Burnham and joining me is Big Sexy himself, Michael Rag. Michael, are you excited for SmackDown's first ever brand exclusive well ish if you want to kind of ignore that rebellion rebellion happened and that but the first ever brand exclusive pay-per-view i'm very excited this like is well let's go I've there straight away forward to doing this let's one go there straight time. away usually we talk about it right at the end of, we do, we're gonna do all the match of the night and stuff like that but like this was the best, best pay-per-view, pay-per-view 2003. in 2003 easy done sorry i know we're halfway through we're in july it's 27th of july this pay-per-view so there is still granted no six months but yeah, easily by far the best people. SummerSlam's got a lot to live up to. My good God. You'd like to think, though, like, we, we have, we'd have mentioned before, like, your Royal Rumbles, your WrestleManias, your SummerSlams, it is still in that era, though, where they are the, big the ones, aren't they? It's where people tune in. Like, people may only tune in for them shows, as we've shown with the buy rates um, in the past. But, yeah, but these little B shows, this is the fucking A show of the B show. Well and truly. Telling you well now. Well and truly. Absolutely. So, as we said then, this is like, we started in Vengeance 02, it's been one year within WWE, we've covered a hell of a lot, we've covered random fucking Australian pay-per-views and... That was a good show. That was a good show, to be fair, and twice they've been over in England and we've learned quite a lot, we've seen the rise of Brock Lesnar, we've seen uh, the steady incline of various stars all over, especially Smackdown, Smackdown I think in the last year, obviously you've seen, I think Edge, we've seen the... We've not seen no Edge. We saw he is so injured. It started with a big rise for Edge, and it was like Edge, Edge was being pushed as the next big one on SmackDown, and then obviously he got injured, and he still is injured. But um, it's allowed other ones that Rhino. It's been the year of the Rhino. Um, Chris Benoit. Yeah, Chris Benoit. I think obviously on Raw, 
It's been Triple H, wham, bam, fuck off to all the WCW's main guys, which has been came. fun. It has been fun. It's been like one of them where there has been times where we have looked at it and thought, maybe this time he's going to drop it. It would be fun and interesting if he dropped it like to Nash or maybe to Steiner. But it was never good. It was never good, was it? But it's been fun watching it so far. And obviously with Big Bill on the horizon, that's going to get even more enjoyable. Um, we are one year in. It's time for vengeance. The brand is it's fully split. Bad blood's been and gone. Which was bad, as we spoke about. Emphasis on the word bad. Very much so. Uh, it was s- shit. We've had the build, the voice to vengeance, which is incredibly fucking long. Um, but now it's finally time for SmackDown's first. And what a pay per view this is going to be. Vengeance 2003. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my crime, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell fear. Now, SmackDown presents Vengeance. So, Michael, did you watch the weekend's build to? Vengeance, because it was incredibly weird. We had Velocity and Heat. We had Velocity on the Saturday, which was a normal episode of Velocity with all the stars of SmackDown that were in the barroom brawl. See you, Gerardo Jordans of the world. Um, but we also had Heat, which as we normally do, an hour before the pay-per-view starts. But there was no coach and no leader. It was SmackDown's commentary team, because... By orders of Vince McMahon. And it was SmackDown's wrestlers. It was, yeah, it was... And we got Canyon vs. Ultimo Dragon in what was a decent match, to be fair. Uh, but Your typical pre-show match. Yeah, uh, but yeah, again, though, you take away coach and Lita, replace them with Cole and Taz. Um, there's no emphasis on the match. There's, no one cares what's going on in the ring. He's talking about... It's up to you to dictate your own commentary while you're watching that match uh, and pay attention to what's going on because the commentary team will not tell you. No, not at all. It's all about what's coming, what's coming, what's coming. Which, yeah, it, it They is, do that with all the heats before pay per views. Yeah, nothing and changes. They do that on pre shows now. They do. But where they, they added with what they do with pre shows now is they also have a panel with people talking about it. Where back in the day, it was all discussed by the commentary team. Mm. That was your, your. They were your hosts, that was your panel. They were the ones that discussed. And I think you had a lot more um, of the promos that, that you got to see within the pay per views. You saw them on the pre show as well. Yeah. maybe snippets off and it was I don't always remember on a lot of heats and velocities where well not more of uh, heats where they'd show you quite long snippets of matches from Raw from Smackdown oh, well from Raw uh, what was going to happen before the pay-per-view so you, if you want, not, weren't a Raw and Smackdown watcher I'd like to think they got you quite invested within what was going to happen at the pay-per-view yeah but this was weird this was weird but the, did you watch the match? I did watch the match Force and Canyon and Ultimate Dragon for a heat match, you were pretty decent. Um, did, are you at any point wondering why Ultimo Dragon has kind of not received any big push and he's on the pre-show? Yeah, because he got big hype coming in and then that was it. Well, apparently, according to the boys over at OneWrestling.com, um, there is a few uh, issues backstage and a feeling going around that his in-ring work is not stiff or realistic enough, which is why he hasn't got much attention as of late. Now, I can kind of get that. Because if you see a lot of Ultimo Dragon's kicks, they're not powerful. That spins with a kick on the end. And, yeah. And a lot, it is a lot of arm drags and leg scissors Flippy and runners sh- and flippy shit. <laughs> uh, but 
Ultimate Dragon was a big name, and yeah, he was the belt collector. Yeah, he was a big name. Before Austin Aries. Yeah, um, but yeah, very odd. But anyway, let's get on to the pay-per-view then. We are live. It's July 27th, 2003. We're at Denver, Colorado. In the Coca-Cola. I mean, Pepsi. Co- <laughs> yeah. uh, the attendance, around 9,500. Um, buy rates. Let's go up to speed then. Uh, Judgment Day, if you can remember, 315,000. Bad Blood, it peaked because of the Foley effect. And that peaked at 385, which shocked the world at the time. Um, 365,000 people tuned in. In the States, to vengeance. Foley effect. We didn't have it. The decline of over 20,000 people. So, they've gone from 315 at Judgment Day to 385. So, 70,000 70, more people have tuned in. But then, 20,000 more people have not So, it's bad blood put off. That's not bad. If you've managed to get 70,000 more and you've only lost 25, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, opening video package. What do you think? It was all about tonight. I was suddenly expecting them all to burst into a musical. Tonight, tonight. Because they were going, my time, my time. It was Stephanie, Angle, Lesnar, Zach, all talking one line at a time. All saying the same thing, but their own way and their own version. Same, similar to Mania. Yeah, very, yeah, 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 definitely tonight. It's the night I'm going to... Um, what was the line that I picked up on? It was, we're all going to have the drive, determination, desire to live out the dream. I said it felt like there was just going to be a bit of music and some Disney shit was going to kick off and they're all going to burst into song. But they're all little line dancing. I'm telling you. But then it snaps to Vince. He says, tonight it's all about control. Everything's about control. Um, basically, he's controlling his side chick to take out his controlled daughter that he pimped out many years ago. Yes, Vince, so bad, bad. I love Vinny. Uh, he said, tonight I will maintain control with the big show, with Stable, and with me. And he does that. I love the pause, that they, they clip it with him saying that, and this, his famous pause when he does it, um, when he tenses up, and you just see all these veins popping, and he's so swelled. Something's going to burst. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. He says, Vince, he goes on to say in this opening promo, um, I am the dream killer, the reaper of souls, the master puppeteer on the stage of fools. I am the only one that can see the big picture, the grand design. So you take your bleeding heart somewhere else. Take your freak friend Gimp with you. <laughs> this fucking great line. There's no room for either of you here. This isn't a chariot house. This isn't a key club or an old, old age home. This is a company. This is my business. This is my life. I am the master of this house. I pull the strings around here. So I don't care who the hell you are. If you're in my way, you'll be taken out. What a fucking opening package that was. Vince knows that. Wow. Vince can sell anything. What a period. If you've not watched any of that build and someone said, have you ever watched Avengers 2003? No. Well, let me kind of show you. I'll give you a short 30 second snippet of what's going on, but then I'll show you the opening video package. Wow. I got me that. That's like actual era levels of, like, you know, intensity put in that's how it should yeah, be yeah that's easy. that's what they're missing nowadays absolutely absolutely um so i said we are live from denver colorado um pyro fucking city to start yes as always i loved it and uh, what do you think about the staging pretty basic it was quite generic wasn't it you kind of just got we've seen it a couple of times now where you've just got like screen screen entrance way logo i think the next good stage that we get will be uh either unforgiving or I think Survivor Series. 
But again, again, it's the you go back to the generic stuff. I'm sure. I I always remember a time. I think it's a bit down there when we get like great, great American Bash and stuff like that, where yeah. they are literally like what we see in Vengeance, where it's just um, because they use that. The, we are slowly leading into that time though, where they're using a lot more of the LED screens than they are props. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like come back to a time where the backlash props all dangling and stuff. The swinging. Yeah, you things. wouldn't see anything like that now. It's it's now more you just see video screens and video packages and colours and lights and poof, poof, poof. Sell it to kids. Definitely, fucking definitely. So our opening match is the culmination of the tournament with no brackets. That is the battle of two former US champions to crown the first ever US champion. That is former US champion in WCW, Eddie Guerrero, against former US champion in WCW, Chris Benoit. What a way to kick off a pay-per-view. The perfect way. Wowzers. Aggression versus test match. Toothless aggression. How good is that toothless aggression T-shirt? I love it. Absolutely. It's, I, I like the font. I like how it is. I oh, it's like, yeah, as well. I just like how it just works so well. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, the US title tournament. We discussed it in length in our last episode. But the tournament had no brackets till like semi-final week. Yeah. Um, it was. Well, week before. Very interesting tournament, I'd say. Um, I Some think very the, good the Billy Gunn Cena was probably the shocker of the tournament. I think everyone maybe would have expected Cena to get to the final. Um, but we had Taker. But we, yes, definitely. And I think the final that's become of us, Ben Warren Guerrero. Can't wish for it, What a way. What, what did we say at Bad Blood? And what do we keep saying? Well, back in the day, and on episodes of Raw, how did WCW used to nail it back in the day? Every match was opening was a cruiserweight. Now, yeah. I wouldn't want to define 2003 Ben Warren Guerrero as cruiserweights, but it's still that fast pace. They know how to move. They know move. how to move and they wrestle. And these two guys have wrestled all over the world. This should be mega. And for me, it was. It was. Uh, Shame about the belt. Yeah. They should oh, use the WCW one. The belt's weird, isn't it? It's, it or, you know, New Japan. The WCW got a belt. one. Yeah, yeah, that is nice, their belt. But the WCW one, uh, I think the design is very old fashioned. It was very, like, very old, very mid 90s. Similar to the old. Well, the current IC title. Yeah, 
No, no, yeah, very old-fashioned and that, like kind of built on layers, and it was a lot of emphasis on the actual metal on the belt itself, a lot of the, and the design element that went into it. Uh, but yeah, as opening matches go, you cannot complain here. Um, the match itself, they lock up to start. Um, Eddie though hides in the rope to break, and the crowd seems really torn on whether to cheer for Eddie tonight or not. It's really weird. It's like we don't want to, but he's a cunt, <laughs> and it's like, but I like him, and like for me, I think if I was in the crowd and. I'd gone, I think, if I, I would have loved to have gone to this pay-per-view, let's be fair. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm Team Eddie. As much as I'm Team Benoit, I'd be torn. Where, but the stuff that Eddie does, it's very heelish, but it's heelish in a fun way. And you do find the humour and you can laugh along with it. Tell you what, though. Take a good drinking game. Take a shot every time Michael Cole mentions the friendship. No, and also take along any time Michael Cole during this pay-per-view that contains any wrestlers that can go. Mentions leg scissors. Everything, whether it's a Rana, whether it's a... Uh, like a, a takedown or it's anything it's all leg scissors anything that involves a wrestler using his legs to take down his wrestler is leg scissors everything's everything's leg scissors Guerrero he takes Benoit down with a hammerlock but gets overpowered and bails uh, back in the ring they exchange wrist locks um, and take it to the mat but Eddie overpowers Benoit um, Eddie surprisingly um, he opens up the chop war uh, Benoit's chops must hurt so much more than the chops that Eddie Guerrero can deliver I, I felt it why would you start on Benoit with chops, because you know it's not going to work, it's I not going to well. end well. It's not going to really not going to end well. Um, Eddie, though, he gets a run that turns into a pinfall reversal sequence. Um, they trade arm drags and Benoit bells this time, which is really good. That was two guys that know each other and could, are so comfortable, and the fluidity, if that's the correct way of putting it, was so good in that. It was it's so it's beautiful. Artwork, isn't it? It's yeah. like watching a work of art. And we get back in the ring, Eddie grabs a headlock and overpowers Benoit. Back in, Eddie grabs a headlock and overpowers Benoit. Uh, Benoit though flips him off. Uh, Eddie grabs a headlock again and takes him down. Um, at this point, though, I felt the crowd just felt really flat. It was like every time either of them put each other in a wrestle to discuss what they're going to do within the next 30 seconds or next minute, the crowd just instantly switched off. Unless you're doing something that's going to yeah. constantly keep me like that, I'm going to just be flat. It may only be flat for a minute or so. I just think it, it really affected why. What's You know why they're doing it. Sure, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, ooh, what they talk about, what they're yeah, going to do next. Yeah, it's, yeah, just really flat. Um, they trade tombstone reversals, which was cool as shit. Uh, but Benoit, though, settled for a shoulder breaker, um, which was a brilliant shoulder breaker, to be fair. And tries to the cross face. Um, Eddie, though, quickly makes the ropes. He bails, so Benoit follows him with a, a tope suicida, mamma mia. <laughs> uh, which, again, uh, yeah, that was another one where the crowd banged him. Like, yeah, fucking yeah, Benoit, yeah. Like, well, fuck you, 30 seconds ago, when they were just having a little headlock just to sort shit out. You know I mean? It wasn't like this match was not full of headlocks and weights like, and borings and rest holds. It wasn't, it was you, just... You had it a was, few, but that was, was to what you'd imagine. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Benoit, he gets a roll-up off a whip to the corner and then charges and hits the elbow, um, allowing Eddie to put on the top and bring him down with a round and then gets a two. Um, Michael Cole... Leg scissors. It was leg scissors with the two count. No, it wasn't. That was a runner. Come on, Michael Cole. You are quite good with this. You do know your shit to an extent. It's just lazy. I think it's just fucking lazy. Um, Eddie, though, he gets a backdrop uh, for two. He hammers on the shoulder for a bit and grabs an armbar. And they exchange chops again, which again, they stung and you could just. Benoit's the chops. They're, they're not nice. Um, Eddie goes to the eyes to win, the, win that battle, though, but Benoit backdrops him and elbows him down to set up more chops. Uh, they fight for a suplex and end up on the top and Benoit brings him down with a backdrop suplex that gets a two. The crowd hated that. Absolutely. They Absolutely. hated that was only a two count. Are, oh, this is not the first time as well during this night. There is a moment during the Kidman 
uh, ben, uh, Kidman Benoit. There was a moment during Kidman, Kidman Ray and Not Team Angle where it looked the crowd thought Kidman Ray were going to win and bullshit chants rained through the arena. Like they, The crowd won it a certain way tonight and if they're not getting it their way, they're going to let you know about it. Eddie, though, he's the first to recover, but he misses the frog splash, although he mistimed it. lands on it. his arm. Yeah, he mistimed it, and it looked like the kind of, that would have hurt, because it was... I right imagine, on his elbow, yeah, forearm. If you're laid on your back, and the frog splash, or like any splash, it's designed for you to go over the person, and you land with your arms and your legs over that person. But this is one he landed on him. And yeah, that could have it could have been a lot nastier than it were, but it just proved that... that Benoit, Benoit's solid, isn't it? That's not going to kill Benoit. Uh, Benoit, though, snapped off a beautiful powerbomb for two. And I remember back in the SmackDown game, that was one of his, in his arsenal was a powerbomb. Yeah. Benoit needs to powerbomb more people. He can hit a lovely powerbomb. It looks like a foot. He's like a snap powerbomb, like he snaps suplexes. I want to see that more from Benoit. Uh, we go back to crossface, but Eddie makes the ropes. Uh, the ref gets bumped, though, and Guerrero grabs the belt and nails Benoit with a weak shot and a frog splash, but that only gets a two. Eddie, though, he grabs the belt again and this time tries the sneaky route by knocking the ref out and playing dead, which was really funny because he, like, kept shaking him. He's like, is he awake? No, obviously. No, no, he's still right. But then Eddie realises that the referee's knocked out. So he's like, well, I need to wake him up. How am I going to wake him up by kicking him on his head? What a perfect That's way. Wake him up. Yeah, I can wake him up. Doof. Wake up, you could. Yeah, that didn't work. It really didn't work. This, though, allows Benoit to sneak up from behind with another crossface that taps Guerrero, but the ref is still out. Benoit then it releases the hold to tend to the ref and then nails Eddie with another German suplex to prevent the use of the belt. He goes to the top, but the diving headbutt hits the ref, which it's getting a bit daft now, isn't it? You yeah. think you only need one, one, one of these. Um, and then all of a sudden, fucking Rhino runs in, turns, on, Rhino. turns on Benoit. Tag team dissension. Go, go, go. Tag team dissension yet again. Finishes with the frog splash um, after it was quite funny where he looked at the camera and was like, Ah, fuck it. <laughs> Goes up and in 22 minutes and 14 seconds to win, to become the first ever WWE US title, US title, to become the first ever WWE US champion. What a match. What a way to open a card. That was, that was pretty fucking early quality. contender for match of night. I, I, 100%. I'd go even with early contender for match of the year if it wasn't for all the silliness at the end. It only needed... The ref bump, yeah. The Eddie Guerrero... And knocking him out, yeah, and it was funny trying to revive him by actually beating on him. But then it didn't need then the another ref bump with the crossface uh, with the flying headbutt hitting the ref to allow Rhino to run in. We could just have Rhino running then. Yeah. I just yeah. But anyway, new champion. I'm quite happy. It was also the start of uh, Eddie becoming triple crown winner. It was. It was. He'd already been. He got tag tagged camp. all on SmackDown as well. Did it all on SmackDown. First one. On Eddie Guerrero takes the title gold into the ring. 
Gilda trying to shake it out, and what, what's he doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, just hit the referee with the damn belt. Referee didn't have a seat. The referee was on, on all four. Put the... Oh, my. Not again. Eddie Guerrero put the, put the championship on Benoit, so when the referee comes to, the referee's going to think well, Benoit did it. Yeah, but Eddie... He's no Marlon Brando, but he's damn close. I don't know what to say. Eddie's... I think... <laughs> Gilda's got to wake up for Eddie to win the match. Well, Eddie's trying to wake him up is what he's doing. Well, Eddie knocked him out. I mean, can you believe this? Oh, man, Eddie went too far this time. Well, he drove the, the championship into his kidneys. What do you expect? Man, that's going to help. Well, that, the kick definitely helps. That, that'll wake him up. But look at Eddie doesn't realize what's yeah. going on behind him. Benoit's coming to feet. transpired here tonight. Well, the cross face made uh, a Guerrero tap out, but don't matter if the ref can't call it the, the, the end of the match. And now Eddie, Eddie with the championship. German suplex a release. Eddie's still holding on to that title. Someone's going for a ride and a flight. And it's Canadian and it's Benoit. Chris Benoit, the rabid Wolverine, trying to make it to the top rope. The referee trying to get that championship out of the ring. Known as a win with the ball. Oh, look at Eddie Guerrero. Guerrero put the referee in front of that headbutt. Mikey Otis got his ass kicked in this match. Wow. Eddie Guerrero pulling out all the stuff. Look at this. Rhino. Benoit's Fred Rhino. Benoit's Fred Rhino's here. Guerrero's going to get gone to hell. No more cheap for Eddie Guerrero. And Rhino. match was though and i'm so glad i got to watch it again no it was yeah i watched it back a couple of times i watched it once um just as because it's been a long time since i watched it and then i watched it again to actually take some notes on it um so i was a lot of pausing and going back and watching segments and moments again and that kind of with a lot of matches that irritates me sometimes because when you want to a dull match and you want to try and cover everything that you see it's a bit difficult when it's boring she like, oh, this this was brilliant this was absolutely brilliant what a way to kick off the show we go backstage and big Roydy McGoovinny is admiring and kind of getting a little bit turned on by some flowers. And how can you tell that Vince is resting tonight? 
He's wearing a WWE Crew t-shirt. Come in. Steph. Dad. You never see me? As a matter of fact, I did. Uh, I don't want to let you know that even Vince McMahon smells the roses on occasion. How nice for you. Well, now look. Change the attitude, okay? This has been a rough week. It's been a rough week with the entire family, okay? You're telling me. Yeah. I mean, you've got a match to prepare for tonight. That you I... put me in? Yes, I did. I have a match tonight. That you put yourself exactly. in? Exactly. I prepare for that. Most importantly, your mom's condition. This past Monday on Raw, Kane brutalized your mother, my wife, Linda, and... How can you even talk about mom's condition, Dad? After what you said to me last week, you hope I'm incapacitated like my mother? Don't Look, talk to me about my mother. Wait just a minute. Do you think I'm going to stand idly by and do nothing about this? I'm going to Raw this Monday night. I'm going to Raw, and I'm going to confront Kane. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Meanwhile, I got you some flowers, okay? Trying to turn over a new leaf here, and I got you some flowers Wishing you good luck in your match tonight. They're nice. They are nice. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I didn't get you these flowers. These flowers are for Sable, but I did get you flowers. I got a nice little dried arrangement in honor of your mom's condition. My dad. We get a knock on the door. And in comes Big Steph and those damn facial expressions. You wanted to see me with a little look away like a little 14 year old child. How do you know Big Steph is wrestling tonight? She's in gear. She's wearing a WWE Vengeance t-shirt. I love it. With McMahons, you know why they're wrestling? Because they're wearing the merch or they're wearing backstage gear. Like Vince only has one wrestling gear. He wears black trousers and he wears a vest. <laughs> Stephanie, we'll touch on her wrestling gear a little bit later. Without a certain aid... Stephanie's AIDS look a bit, yeah. Unaided. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fucking state of this acting. Vince, um, he wants to talk about Linda, how Kane brutalised Linda on Raw. And here comes these facial expressions. How can you talk about mum's condition, Dad, when you said last week that you hope I'm incapacitated like her? Uh, don't talk about my mother and her face. She's proper whinging and crying and mourning. Vince is like, I ain't standing by and watching my wife get beaten up. Kane's gonna get some. And then Steph turns proper whingy. I believe it when I see it. Fucking whiny bitch. So Vince is going to roar then. Vince is going to roar. Enjoy your chokes, uh, and <laughs> Vince is going to roar to defend his wife, honour. Well, he set his side chick up to beat on his daughter a little bit later on tonight. But then Vince, being the humble father that he is, he's like, I've got you some flowers to wish you good luck. Uh, but not this big-ass bunch, because, you know... They're for stable. Th I'm defending your mum's honour and that, and I'm going to roar to defend her honour, and I want to try and make... Amends. Well, he does. He wants this. He wants to turn over a new leaf, he says, with, with Steph. Uh, but, no, I've not bought you these flowers. These are for my side hoe, because I've got to keep her happy. I've bought you this little bunch in honour of your mum's condition and just drop some on the floor. Fucking brutal. Petrol station's finest. Oh, petrol station's finest at the best. And we get one brutal final facial expression to end the segment. Stephanie looking pissed. I love it. I, love I love it. that Vince knows he's a dick and he loves it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it's just... It's, it, the acting is terrible from Steph's part. Like I said, the facial expression is absolutely fucking cringeworthy. She does get better. 
Ish. Years. Ish. Ish. Up next. Top prize. It is the My battle. Mom. It is the battle of free forced prostitution, but it's my choice. Can Jamie Noble earn himself consensual sex with Tony Wilson by pinning Mr. Ass himself? Taz, he says if Jamie Noble gets to win this bad boy, then he gets to sleep with Tony Wilson on SmackDown. Wow! But is Tory Wilson gonna love Jamie Noble if Billy Gunn loses his next matchup? Well, that's basically the stipulations, my friend. If Noble wins this bad boy right now with Billy Gunn, Noble gets to sleep with Tory Wilson on SmackDown. Coming up next, wow. it is the indecent proposal match: Billy Gunn versus Jamie Noble. If Billy loses, Tory spending a night with Mr. Noble. <laughs> I got a little proposal for you. It ain't no secret you want me. I'll give you $10,000 cash money for you to spend a night with me. I don't think Tori has any interest in this guy, Noble. You're a playboy and playmate. You're a beautiful woman, Tori. Hell, no. You work way more than $10,000. Shoot, baby. I'll give you $25,000. What, well, I ain't named your price shit, girl? What is it? Does Tori Wilson have to say no to Jamie Noble? Billy and Jamie Noble going at it one on one here tonight. Oh, wow! And this one's over. God, I'm not finished with you, boy. I want a rematch. I have a proposition for you, Jamie Noble. If you beat Billy at Vengeance, I'll sleep with you. Right here on SmackDown next week. Why would Tori do this? The good news for Noble is that he ain't got to pay for it. So he gets some and he gets it for free. But he's got to beat Billy Gunn. Did you catch Jamie's promo before the match? I did. Tori Wilson, I sure hope you're ready, girl, because I know I am. You see this right here? This is my little love case. <laughs> it's got all my sex oils, all my sex toys, and everything else we'll need to make this night light of your life next Thursday night, girl. I'm going to do things for you Billy Gunn could even dream about doing, baby. <laughs> what others means that last bit really pissed off Billy Gunn. He's like, what do you mean? I, I know, I, I can please her. I can please her. I don't need sex toys. So, how did we get there? So, many, many weeks ago, Jamie Noble's dear old Admiral Seal passed away. And, and that lawyer tracked him down in the middle of New York. And in the middle of New York City, when Jamie Noble should have been inside Madison Square Garden on the SmackDown show, yeah. we're just walking the streets... And this lawyer tracked him down and said his dear old Uncle Seal had passed away and he'd got quite a large amount of money. Quite an obscure amount. $863,000. 827000 $827,000. Um, so, Jamie Noble has an idea. And week one, Jamie Noble, <laughs> when he turns to Tory, it's no secret you want me. I'll give you $10,000 cash money to spend the night with me. Week two, you, you're a playboy playmate. You're a beautiful woman. You're worth more than $10,000. Hell, baby, I give you 25000 Week three, we've been trying to pull her. Name your price, girl. What is it? $50,000? $75,000? Week four, Billy gets the win, and Tori has an idea. You'll beat Billy Gunn in the rematch, and I will sleep with you right here on SmackDown next week. What I don't... Does Tori Wilson not watch wrestling? Because usually how it works... Have you seen her in the ring? Of course you don't. If... <laughs> yeah, true that. Uh, usually if a wrestler gets a win on TV... TV they lose at pay-per-view. They lose at pay-per-view. 
Yeah. Tori, you might. Put yourself into a corner there, girl. I've got a problem. Um, Pun intended. Now, Michael, let's talk Jamie's love box. Well, I, I saw lubes, <laughs> a leopard print dildo, and something with a feather attached. I saw, <laughs> a freak in it. I saw what I thought was like a light blue dildo and love eggs. I'm sure they were love eggs. I'm sure they were love eggs. So, I think we should put it out to the the ruthless army. Uh, What should have been in? What should have been in? What was in? Give us five five. What should have been in? We'll post post a picture. I've got a screen grab of the... the, When Billy Gunn opens it, to prove that it is a delightful box of dildos. Uh, So, yeah, we'll put it out here. Five things. Let us know. We'll post it. Let us know and we'll read them out on the next one. So, the match itself. After the promo... Like I said, he ends that he can do many things that Billy Gunn couldn't dream of. Billy Gunn gets angry. Billy Gunn charges out. Swing and a miss with the dildo in the bank briefcase. With <laughs> <laughs> the dildo in the bank briefcase. Oh, um, that's a new thing. <laughs> Taz mentions how sex toys are kind of heavy. Uh, so if it would have hit him with the, with the dildo in the bank, it would have... <laughs> I, I don't know. And Michael Cole was like, how do you know? Uh, we get into the ring now and Billy Gunn gets a tilt whirl and misses his corner splash. No, well, he drop kicks him out and falls in with Pescado and then drop kicks him, um, head, drop kicks his head into the stairs. He goes to work on the knee and kicks him down, but Gunn dodges a kick and gets the fucking one and only. I love how he goes back to moves of previous gimmicks. Kind of like rotated it out as well. That's how kind of how the one only used to be. It was up in the air and a swing and a splat and a slam. The one only was a pretty cool finisher. Billy Gunn, he comes back in with a hit toss neck breaker for two. He goes for a dumb ass but misses. And then he fucking hits an RKO. Yeah. <laughs> hits an RKO. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. What the... And it was bad. It, like, we've it was seen, a, it it, a shit RKO. Think of RKOs over the years. Like, we go back to the Ace Crusher of Johnny Ace, People Power back. People Power back in the day. DDP's done one. Fucking Bubba Cutter. Bubba Ace, this was very like a Bubba Cutter. It was very slow. Bubba Cutter was better. <laughs> but this was early. He's been watching Raw because this was early when he did it on the Hurricane. Because it was slow, there was no snap, RKO, bang. It was this was pick grab up, his head. pick us up, grab his head, slowly walk, slowly walk down. Because obviously Billy Gunn is gassed to fuck at this point. Because we're about 30 seconds into the match. Billy Gunn goes up to the top rope for no fucking reason. What's Billy Gunn going to do? 56. <laughs> Why? What was he going to do? Uh, well, same I don't understand. Same as Flair. A top you go rope. there, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Noble brings him down on the top rope, DDT, that hits a two count. Nidia, though, she puts Billy Gunn's foot on the rope. Betrayal. Betrayal, you slag. Uh, no, well, she's still wearing that fucking expensive coat as well. I know, well. I know. So he's like, like I pissed off at you, but, you know, it's... That's he's totally. treating her like a queen. He's let her neck on with any bloke she wants to. And he's, he's picked one bird. He's picked one bird. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? Noble goes back in the ring and he drop kicks the knee again. Uh, Tori though, she trips him up. Um, he goes to give her a little bit of Kentucky discipline. And he rolls up Billy for the clean win in around nearly five minutes. Uh, drawing quite the pop. And my God, for me personally, we saw Jamie Noble back on Vengeance all 2 defending his Cruiserweight title. And the fact that we still see him, he's had his ups and downs. The fact we that we still see card. him on the card, on Vengeance all 3 getting a win. And not only does he get a win... He gets a clean win, he gets a pop, he gets to bang Tory, and how amazing was it that we caught Tory on camera going, oh shit, when she realised that she's going to have to spend the night with the Texas Wonder he himself. He's one lucky right trash hillbilly in red bastard. just, 
Um, but this shows why you should never give up on your dreams. Never give up on your dreams. Oh my God, he offered her money and she said no. He's never had to give fight. up on your dreams. He's had to this fight. This is what John Cena means by never give up. <laughs> this is what it means. <laughs> every, every John Cena no. never give up. He now bangs Nicky Bell on a daily basis. Every no leads you closer to a yes. Yes, Jamie Noble. But overall, the match, it was only five minutes. It was all about the build-up and at the end. But it was all right. Billy Gunn, he didn't seem as gassed as he was. He hit a couple of his moves. It was all right. Getting RKO-ish. It wasn't a... It wasn't... For, to say that we started off with Don Juan Guerrero, it was really a fucking top-end high match. This was a slow... It wasn't, but it wasn't a poof. It was you know a know gradual I mean? yeah. slower. No, definitely. Definitely. It wasn't bad at all. Billy Gunn for that gun sting and after he caught that move, but counter right there. Well, Billy into the ropes. Double rolling. Billy up. Shoulders are down. He's, he's got the tight. 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 And he got it. He got it. Michael, up next, it is time for drinks, for punching, for jobbers. It is the APA Barroom Invitational. Where's our invites? Where's our invites? Still we asked for them. them, still waiting on them. Um, the rules were simple. There were no rules. The last man drinking won. Apparently. That was the rule. Remember that rule. Now, the field of competitors. We had the Bashams. We had Spanky. We had Funaki, who... I quite I really I enjoyed Funaki, because Funaki and this just proceeded having a good time. Yeah, sitting there the entire match, sitting at the the four bar that they'd set up next to the entrance ramp, just having a good time. We had the FBI, we had the Brooklyn Brawler, we had Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore, we had Doink the fucking clown. Yeah, buddy. I have no idea why or ever come up with this idea, but fucking why not? Let's throw Doink in there. Yes, I'm all over that. Um, any idea who was under the mask? No. Nick Dinsmore. Yeah. One of the conquistadors. <laughs> um, we had Is that why he wasn't one of the conquistadors then? Well, there you go. Uh, Did we... you get the map fact? I didn't. He hates bar fights. So, why is he here? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just needs a payday. Yeah, needs a payday. Uh, we had tough enough winners. Uh, John Hennigan. So, John Morrison. I, I noticed Johnny and Matt. Yeah, Matt Capitelli, obviously. Bless his Bless soul. Bless peace. his soul. Uh, Lost conquistadors. So, who were they last time? Robert Conway. Conway. Johnny Jetta. Or Spirit Squad. A little Johnny. bit further down the line. Johnny! Yeah, he was a conquistador. Um we also had uh, Sean O'Hare. We had Orlando Jordan. We had the Easter fucking bunny. Why? Is that in Rosa? No, but any idea what that was? Not a clue. Uh, a certain intellectual saviour of the unwashed masses. Damien Sandow. <laughs> yes. Obviously, we've had seen him. Hell. I think we've seen him once as a jobber on Velocity many, many months ago. Um, and our final compare, Brother Love. 
Brother Love. I love you. Not seen him since Mania 17, not, have Yeah, we? not seen him for a while. Um, there was a, a lot of Jack Daniels product placement there. Fucking love Every that. single bottle facing, facing the, the camera. camera. Yeah. How much uh, that cost? But, well, but it was a good fucking idea, though. Yeah. There was hundreds of them scattered, unopened ones, full ones, empty ones, everywhere. I like doubt a, they were actually full of Jack, though, because a lot of them got smashed. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there was, I imagine there was a lot of gimmicked ones. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of gimmicked ones. Um, Bradshaw, he gives a rhyming toast before the fight broke out that it began with like, some like beer and some like grass. Shall we? You, Kendrick. <laughs> uh, ended with, I'm going to kick everybody's ass. Uh, but Brother Love, he interrupts uh, and he decides to give his own opening benediction, saying that whilst the acolytes may be good little altar boys, which is kind of more or less what an acolyte is, yeah. um, uh, and he, uh, they had blown it. <laughs> Brother Love, though, he ended his speech and struck both conquistadors down with a single swing of a barstool, which they sold for the entire fucking duration. They didn't get back up from Brother Love hitting them with a gimmick bar. all the people to take you down. Of all the, I tell you something now. Uno and Dos would be ashamed. The original yeah. Conquistadors, they'd be ashamed. Uh, the announcers, though, they acted like this match was the funniest thing since sliced bread. Michael Cole, he bragged that this kind of thing was what you'd only see on SmackDown. Well, Michael Cole gleefully announced every time that Easter Bunny is getting his ass kicked. He was Here's loving it. I never thought I would hear in my life. Sean O'Hare... Just punched the Easter Bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of all the spots to call. My favourite moment was when the brawler hit Bradshaw with a metal tray, sparking a heated debate between Taz and Michael Cole, whether it was a, t- a cookie sheet or a bar tray. <laughs> Could be a bar tray, wouldn't it? <laughs> bar. Um, Sean O'Hare, he embraced his inner Steve Blackman for a minute with a pull cue. Yeah. That was really Snapped good. It that was really good. So his martial arts background. Um, Brian Spanky Kendrick, um, he took his... Bro- He's having a good time. He, but he took... He was dancing on the bar, and then he took a brutal feet-first bump through a table, courtesy of the Basham brothers. Now, he broke most of the fall of his face. So it was like, you can see why they don't take feet for Feast there? You can see why they don't take feet-first bumps into a table. No, you do, yeah. yeah. He yeah. learned the hard way. Very much learned the hard way. Yeah, sometimes. Um, the Easter Bunny, he took a trip down the rabbit hole, or the, the bunny hole, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, and Bradshaw, though, he took a moment to share a drink with Funaki while modelling his Ass Kickers Anonymous T-shirt, which spelled A-K-A. Now, can you remember the original APA T-shirt? Yeah. Always pounding ass. You can kind of understand why they didn't, and they wanted to stay away from that, but I do weird why they went with something... AKA, okay. yeah, it's a bit weird. I didn't really get it. Well, because John Bradshaw Layfield, also known as Bradshaw of the APA. Yeah, there maybe, is that. Maybe. There is that, maybe. Um, uh, Matt Hardy, he attempted to put the Bashams uh, through furniture, but was thwarted by this Japanese fucking tiger. I am the table! Oh, you, yeah, I'm yeah, the table. You are not fucking stopping me. But Matt Hardy finally, it took him, you see how pissed off he was as well. Yeah. Like, this time, you motherfucker, you are breaking. He was so angry. <laughs> I'm sure he tried to punch it through one bit. Yeah. The match, it come down to um, Bradshaw and Funaki, and it looked like... Funaki's just having a good time. Yeah, it looked like, it looked like Bradshaw was going to bash on him, but no, Funaki just fell off his chair, pissed as a fart. <laughs> uh, which looked like to make you a winner, Bradshaw, which was weird because Farouk was still um, yeah. there, but is it last man standing? But I thought it was last man drinking. But he's only last man drinking if you're on your feet. 
But both of them got knocked down at some point. I was really confused. We all knew Bradshaw was going to win anyway. Yeah. Bradshaw was always going to win. But I thought the APA was going to win. But no, Brother Love's still standing. Uh, but he gets himself in the middle of an APA sandwich. It doesn't end well. But then Bradshaw is crowned your winner, even though Farouk is like... Yeah, why? How is he taking the white man? The white, fucking right. Where's Teddy Long? Two things. Where's Teddy, Teddy Long, Long would not be happy, and eight fucking nation of domination. Farouk would not have stood for that. We won. The APA won. It's the APA's thing, not Bradshaw thing. But did that not tell you? Obviously, we already know what we know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. But that gave me a sniff of that Bradshaw may be going solo. Going. I don't know yet why Bradshaw was made the winner. Why was all the emphasis on Bradshaw? Bradshaw did like Farouk didn't even get no damn in there. Funaki has not left the bar stool. Hey, look at him. Funaki he is wasted. Funaki ditches back to Tokyo. <laughs> Save your strength, Bradshaw. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I believe. Look at Brother Love. Brother Love's up. What a good guy, Brother Love is. Oh, I'm just opening up a beer uh, for How Bradshaw. Nice the people at Brother Love. He's a, he's a, you know, a man of, of uh, cloth, as they call it. Oh, there's a man with a busted head. Ring the bell. Ring it. I mean, the was a bartender, too, right? Well, Bradshaw was the last man standing and wins the year. Professional beer slugger, drinker, Jack Daniels drinker, the whole gamut. You think this is going to become an annual thing? I don't know. We can only hope. We just want to see the Bradshaw here looking strong, looking good. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. That was quite cool. It was, it was funny. Fun. It was it was humorous. They had spots. You had random stuff like Brooklyn Brawler and Brother Love Goes and Doink. Doink. You had the Easter Bunny. I just love how Bradshaw is straight to Canyon at start. Yeah, you had fucking. Oh, yeah, queer. Can- we forgot Canyon. about Canyon. Oh, I forgot the when I was running. Down, I forgot Canyon was in there. You came out queer. I'm having you. <laughs> you can't say that. Um, backstage, we go to Jamie Noble frothing over Tory's Playboy. Um, do the boys just share the same copy? Is this that, Tester's copy? Been that's been round. Has that been round the boys? Do, do you think Tory knows that that's been round? <laughs> and proper been round and old. But if you pause on the network, it pause at 53 minutes 59 seconds. You get full viewer spread. <laughs> you don't need to. All right, boys, yep. you have no need to buy the coffee. Lads, you're welcome. Eventually, we'll show you. Oh, Wilson. Hey, 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 come here, boy. Come here. You see that there? That's Tori Wilson, Playboy Playmate. She sure is beautiful, ain't she? I've been carrying this magazine around in my special love case for four long months. Come next Thursday night, I get to do more than look. I get to touch. I get to feel anything I want. Yeah, but uh, what about Nitty? What about Nitty? You need to mind your business. I mean, she's hot now, but she'll get over it. Up next, SmackDown Tag Titles. Not Filthy Animals versus Not Team Angle. Not Filthy Animals versus Not Team Angle. Now, we put it out to the people on the last episode, that not Team Angle, obviously they were Team Angle, but they're now not Team Angle, and they are the self-proclaimed world's greatest tag team. But we don't believe that that was good enough, so we asked your lot to come up with something a bit better. 
at Diva Bible on WWE on Twitter, they came up with milk chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Why not chocolate milk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all at, these are all off Twitter, by the way. Uh, we put this out to the to everyone on Twitter. Uh, all about Evil Ten, uh, the original America Alpha. Props for using America and not America. At Dookie is Mike. He said, the universe's best duo. I quite like that. All right, we had at CC Mike 75, salt and pepper. <laughs> at Sweet Mikey Heel suggested, how about just tag team? My favourite, and one of my favourites. Uh, yeah, I oddly love that. Just tag team. So up next, we've got the Filthy Animals versus tag team. I, I oddly love that. We had at Entertain Lewis, cookies and cream. I quite like that. I don't know if WWE could have used that on TV, but I quite like cookies and cream. At Sid Bridge Comedy, Angle's illegitimate kid brigade. <laughs> At TJB, the Letterman Squad. <laughs> Shelton, is... yeah, Shelton University of Minnesota, Char- mm. uh, Hass, uh, Seton Hall. Yeah, Seton Hall. I like that. It's nice, nice. Um, my favourite, and for me personally, this is my favourite. Same. Um, at WWE underscore WWF underscore Junkie, Ebony and Ivory. Fucking brutal. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. At Dino Winwood, Shelly being hot Hass. <laughs> at Sir K. Jono, suggested, why not just call them Hass and Benjamin? Simple. Yeah, that works. Now that makes perfect sense. At, this was an interesting one. At Shellbell3254. Did you know that Shelton Benjamin is the godfather of Brock Lesnar's only daughter? Seriously, that's what I would call them because they are that unremarkable. What? Yeah, that blo- that's not- Where's the name? Where's the name? <laughs> Where's the name? At Love Gun 13. Vice versa. <laughs> I like that one. Um, at Craig7830, All American Stretching Crew. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, rightly, wrongly, those guys. Yeah, that works. That works. At Zakshi130, the Burgundy Standard. At Devon underscore FNM fan 2K8, Proto Alpha. Oh, nice. Nice. I've got at Thermology, Vintage American Alpha. At Stacy Studios, the, the Rasslers. <laughs> right. So I think they're the best ones that we had. So what are we going with? Because I think I like tag team. I like. Ebony and Ivory, and I do quite like the wrestlers. Ebony and Ivory? Ebony and Ivory. Ebony and Ivory it is. So up next then, it is not Filthy Animals versus Ebony, Ebony and, and Ivory. Um, the build for this has been a little bit odd. Yeah, because it was yeah, kind Kidman of... Kidman in the crowd watching Ray wrestle. Not happy. Like, yeah, I'm happy as well. Yeah, I'm, he didn't look happy. He's a little bit pissed, a little bit annoyed. Um, yeah, and then all of a sudden... They team together. The Filthy Animals are back. The number one contender t- uh, match. They win the uh, number one contender match. They're now facing for the titles. But Team they've Angle... Not, they've not had any interaction. But all Team Angle have been involved, as we said, with the voyage to Vengeance and the build to this. All Team Angle did was involved in the main event. They're up in Big Shot. This, this has been a weird one, but a hi-ho. And it proved that because, like most of these B-Show pay-per-views, the matches that were really rushed together and pushed together and didn't really have any build, there's no promo packages. It's just straight to the match. Um, but yeah, it was, did you have, I was coming into this match, I was thinking one or two things, because I couldn't remember the outcome, and I was thinking, does Billy turn on Ray, is that how it is, 
or is there shenanigans or did Ray and Kidman get the win? I was a bit like, I can't remember the outcome. Yeah, I couldn't remember the outcome either. And I also thought Billy would return. But I forgot about the Cruiserweight title. Oh, fucking... Well, well, since Joe, for ages and ages, we were screaming for Matt Hardy to lose it to somebody. Matt Hardy was by far a better Cruiserweight champion than Ray's been. Ray's don't know how to be a champion at yeah, all. You'd think that Kidman would want that. Yeah. And not want, let's be filthy animals and ride once more. Uh, but the match itself then, let's get into that. I noticed there was a lot of USA chants. Like, who were they for? Because all four guys are American. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Usually it's directed at the faces, not the heels, but the heels are... Is that maybe the now American they're team. not now they're not team angle? They don't dress in America colours anymore? A lot yeah, of fans still think, American. A lot of fans think they're now anti-America. Is that what it is? That could they're be what still it is. American, though. No, that could be what it is. So the match itself, Benjamin, he rides Ray down to start, but he slugs back and boots him off the ropes. A flying head scissors after a botched attempt to begin with. Um, and Kidman comes in with a drop kick to the head for two. Kidman with a spinning version of the head scissors, but Benjamin takes him down and Has comes in with a quick roll-up for two. Um, Has goes for the headlock and overpowers Kidman, but Kidman gets a crossbody for two. Has chokes him out, but misses a charge and Ray tags in with a guillotine for another two count. That's what I loved about this match straight away. Was at the start, it was two count, two count, quick, quick, quick. Yes. Fast-paced, fast-paced. It was very much tag team version of the opening match. We've had serious match. We've had a bit of fun. Let's get on to serious tag team wrestling now. And it was. You have got two good tag teams that know each other very well. Mm. So it should ex- it's exactly what it should have been. And it was an absolutely brilliant start. You notice the, before the tag, Kevin was holding Haas and Haas was on holding the rope. Yes. Referee was four. It's always the case. Get start, off! He, yeah. he, start, he forgot to count. Yeah, they the do. comes after four. One, two, three, four. Get off now. Come on. Back away. I've already told you. Count to five. Just count to five. DQ in the match. Was, it, Just count I to count five. To ten. DQ in the match. I count to ten. Yeah. So, your winners, by DQ. <laughs> Already. In this about is, a minute. There we go, in about a minute. Match over. Move on. Next one. Uh, Ray, he reverses a powerbomb into a runner, but Benjamin rolls through and Ray counters with a dropkick to the face and makes the lukewarm tag to Kidman. Ray always has to play a face in pill. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Ray just He's fucking good. dominating. Could you imagine? Ray just batters big men and just smashing them all over. The, the lukewarm tag though, Kidman, we get a high back drop to Haas and then the sit out powerbomb thingy thing he does. Um, is it the Raiden bomb I think it used to go by, a name like that or something? Um, the champs though, we catch him with the leapfrog choke, uh, but Ray trips up Benjamin and break it up and sets up the 619. Benjamin though returns the trip to break that up, so Ray hits him with the plancher and Kidman dumps Haas. Followed with a shooting star press to the floor. It didn't look comfortable. It didn't at all. It was an amazing spot. But it did not look. It was shaking. Yeah. But let's think of a shooting star press. You're taking a move that it's not the safest at the best of times. There's a lot of fucking bollocks you've got to have from a standard stationary position. Near mind on fucking ropes. Steel cables that are bouncing and bending and badonga donga donga everywhere. Bollocks on him, to be fair. Get back in. Kidman gets a two. Hasto dumps him, but Kidman slugs back until getting tossed into the post by Benjamin. Benjamin goes for a bridge bow and arrow, which Taz calls a red hook ringer, and then goes into a standard bow and arrow, which is fucking good stuff. It was great. Beautiful technical wrestling. It's everything what SmackDown's being sold as. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's Matt-based. It's fast-paced. Show. It's wrestling. We're a wrestling show. Uh, Kidman, he crawls for the tag, but Benjamin cuts him off and Has stomps on the back. Has then puts him in the corner and surfboards the arm around the top rope, which was a fucking... It's beautiful. It's a beautiful move when he does it. Kibben, though, he leverages him out of the ring and crawls to the tag, but Benjamin distracts the ref and he doesn't see the tag. Back to the old corner goes Kibben, and they hit him with a double suplex for two. Benjamin snaps off a powerbomb, so I guess sometimes you can powerbomb Kibben. 
He goes for another one. It's reversed, so I guess you can't powerbomb Kidman twice. A hot tag to Ray, which got a lot bigger pop than when Ray did it to Kidman a bit ago, who springboards in, misses Benjamin by a fucking country mile. And there we have. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Inzaguri, and he baits Haston to charge in, who lands on the floor. This gets He gets a two onto Benjamin and a DDT for another two count. Haston tags back in, gets cheap shot by Kidman, allowing the 619. The West Coast pop gets nothing because the ref is distracted. Benjamin kicks Ray in the head and Has gets two. In this match, it was it was like at the middle. There was no quiet bit of this match. It was fast-paced, 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 fast-paced. It was beautiful tag team. Go, 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 go. Oh, exactly. There was never a point, moment to stop. It was there was spot, spot, spot. It was exactly how a tag team match should be. And like I said, it kind of symbolises, like we just touched on, the, the wrestling show that this is. Um, Benjamin, he spin kicks Kidman out of the ring. Ray tries to get a Rano onto Haas, but Benjamin springs in with the Doomsday device for the pin to retain. In around 40 minutes 52, absolutely fucking I didn't quality. I did love that. Version as well, Yeah, it? absolutely quality. Um, so far, I'm loving this pay-per-view. Loving this pay-per-view. Interesting to Easily. see what happens with the tag champs going forward, because there isn't really anybody else. Maybe a push for the Bashams, finally, maybe. You don't know. But there isn't anyone going Who forward. But fucking nobody, really. FBI, maybe? <laughs> Well, there isn't really, but as tag team matches go, they had the best that they could go with, and yeah, that what a pay-per-view. This is awesome so far. Charlie Haas with a shot to the gut. A blow to the back of the head. Mysterio whipped into Benjamin. Mysterio got no legs, but he can't hardly run anymore. Charlie Haas doesn't either. Oh, yeah, look at this. Got caught, maybe a left chair. No spinning. Look at Benjamin. Oh, my God. From the top rope, Benjamin rolls into the cover. was fast and furious but nonetheless the world's greatest tag team with some illegal tactics pulls one out of their well their backside in this one but what what a match outstanding match outstanding match for the tag team titles up next the battle of the former women's champions as big steph and Say old granny funny herself. In a no count out cat fight. In a no count out cat fight. Is it called that because Sable looks like an old cat that's piss? <laughs> Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, the general manager of SmackDown, Stephanie McMahon, heads in action as she takes on her assistant, Sable. This is going to be one heck of a cat fight. This is going to be a hot cat fight, a wild cat fight. It's going to be nutty, man. I'm telling you. Well, what happened last week on SmackDown? This past Thursday night, Sable baiting Stephanie, luring her to the back. Come get some! I'll come get some, Sable! I'll take care of you! I'll take care of you! This this match is just another arm of Vincent Hogan back at Mania. Yeah. That's where it all started. Because like if you think obviously Sable came back fair enough with, with Tory Wilson and they had a little spot, but that lasted a cup of tea and it was over. But then 
Vince has brought Sable in as Steph's assistant to control Sa uh, Steph because he's still pissed off that Steph brought Hogan back, of Mr. America back, way, way back when. So he's still pissed off at her. Um, so yeah, he's going to book her in a match. Obviously, we had the little segment earlier. So they've had their little moment backstage. It's time for match time. Now, the question is, are they going to book Sable as 97, 98 Sable? Because her match was like with Jacqueline for the women's title. I yeah, always I think Jackie carried her. Oh, oh, very much so. Very much so. But Sable didn't look... She wasn't great, granted, but she didn't look fucking terrible. It wasn't hard. It's like she used to deliver a decent TKO to Mark Mero, and she could do a power bomb. She wasn't meant to look like a dickhead. Yeah. Where 2003 Sable, she looks like a 2012 Diva Search woman who was having a fate with Kelly Kelly. He said, "Yeah, they, they made her look. They made her exactly look how I thought they would." That she's never wrestled the a divas, match. Not yeah, wrestlers. she's never wrestled a match in her life. They are demons, not wrestlers. Women's wrestler, you know. Very much so. Steph and his boobs, they look quite scary without the support aids. Yeah. There's a lot of boobage there. And I think the bra kind of controls it a little bit and puts him in the right direction. There was a lot of poop, boom, boom! Here's me double, here's me fucking triple H's. The match, it was one of them where you kind of knew it was just going to be hair pulling. Slapping. Slapping. You weren't going to see a figure four leg lock, were you? You weren't going to see a cross face. Um, Steph, she attacked Sable outside to start and tossed her in the ring, but Sable bails. Uh, Cole, he notes that both fight because they are former women's champions. No. Cole, he notes that both can fight because they're former women's champions. Make your own joke there, Michael. Um, yeah, let's let's go back to Stephanie's run of woman's champion. Half of the fucking heels on SmackDown assisted with like DX, and then you had TNA, all assisted Steph in winning beating the title. Lita. Yeah, beating Lita, <coughs> and then she just walked around with Triple H as champion for a couple of months before she lost the title again. There was no defend. Do you know no. what I mean? There was. She wasn't no fucking. There was no Stephanie coming out every SmackDown with the woman's champion open challenge. And you had women from OVW coming. There were none of that. Sable, she hammers away in the corner and brings Steph out for two. Steph fights back but gets kicked down and taunted. I would say, well, she, she's hip, she's cool, she's 45 years old. Bless her, taunting away. She should not do that, Dunst. <laughs> the grind. Can you remember in the Attitude Era where she, she turned her heel and she had uh, Nicole Bass as a uh, bodyguard? And she'd go, uh, for all the men that want to... Uh, no, for all the women that want to be me and for all the men that want to see see me, are you ready for the grind? And she'd do that fucking dance. Yeah, yeah. She shouldn't do it. She might piss herself back. So. <laughs> uh, Steph, she gets uh, a schoolgirl for two, but Sable kicks her down again and beats on her in the corner. Sable runs into an elbow habit and Steph spears her and returns fire in the corner. Spear, kind of. She, she, she took her down. down. She took her down. Um, the hair toss got two. Sable or Bales and Steph follows for more brawling outside. But the ref, though, she won't let her use a chair. But uh, Steph's general manager, she used to be like, now, mate, now no DQ. Yeah, I'm changing it as I I'm go. I'm boss. No 100%. DQ. 100%. DQ me, you're fired. Exactly. Uh, Steph, she uses a forearm to knock Sable down again. And it hits her back with the slap of fucking doom. And that puts Sable down for two. Uh, Steph next snaps her and kicks away. She rips Sable's top off, though. 
As the no refs... more saggy granny titties, please. <laughs> the refs try... The refs being honourable gentlemen. Uh, Steph, uh, she's trying to keep Steph away. But A Train, he runs in, and oh my lordy lord, he ran through yeah. Stephanie. Cross to Steph for all the bumps she's took over years. Boom! He she, ran through she her. She will take a fucking bump. Won't she just? It looked fucking rough to give Sable the win in around six and a half minutes. And um, then at the end of the match, the ref being such a chivalrous bastard assists Sable so we don't get no fucking. Did you notice that he's got the same arm tattoo as Taz? I didn't. I can't say that I did. Barbed wire shit. Thing. Oh, yes. Oh, no, of course. Yeah, but that was like a 90s, late 90s thing, though, weren't it? To have it? That was like the male equivalent of the tramp stamp. To have barbed wire around your biceps. Everybody had that. That had tattoos back then. Everybody. And it was usually their one and only tattoo. Well, try to referee Brian Hefner Hefner with her top. Stephanie relentless on the attack again. I don't think Sable's hands are bringing up the cover those things. How do you know? Well, hey, I don't know. Look at Sable. Sable with a cheap shot there. As, and look at Brock Lesnar being a gentleman. It looks like Hebner's on the way. Oh, no! What the hell? Look at the 350 pound A train. What the hell is he doing? How did he cut? What is A train? He just flattened Stephanie. What the hell was that about? Here's the cover. Sable wins the cat fight. Here's your winner. She had a 350-pound monster just well, run her why? over. Why, Oko? What, what, what the hell? I don't know. Well, look at man at me. I'm just asking you. Ask me. What? I don't know why A-Train came out here. Well, according to Brian Hefner, the referee's chivalry is well, not dead. He was trying to give his shot well, to Sable. And yeah, I know. The distraction of an A-Train took advantage. It's like Hefner's on those new vitamins, body by birdseed. A-Train, he's, he's here again. He pops up yet again. Why? I don't know. Where's this going from here? We don't... I don't think we've seen him since he, lost. he had that match with Billy Gunn. Yes, yes. I'd, fuck knows. But yet again, A-Train is involved with the top brass on SmackDown. He's, he was always been a hired gun, hasn't he? Yeah. In, in certain stands. Like, he ran with the big show when they were kind of like the hired guns of Vince. Um, but yeah, it was... That was a very small, sour note on what has been so far an, an amazing pay-per-view, but... I do enjoy how they're pacing it out. We're getting yeah. solid wrestling. We're a wrestling show. We're getting a bit of fun. And we're getting solid wrestling. We're getting a bit of fun. And up next. A fight. A fight. Because it's all about being the big dog in my yard. And did It's all about respect. And John Cena don't have none. Because... Undertaker gave Orlando some respect and seen him at where you gave that to me, dog, 12 months ago and you left me high and dry. As Undertaker versus John Cena. In the good one. I have become the most respected SmackDown veteran. I won so many matches. Kids are calling me navigation because I never lost. Y'all people better recognize you dealing with a legend. So what I'm going to do now to commemorate the debut of the SmackDown legend, I'm going to issue an open challenge right now. In Orlando, Jordan wasted little time, seizing the opportunity. Not broke. Not the top rope. Cross body. Lateral press. Rolls Cena up. rolls through. Did Cena have the 
the tights? Yes, he did. A big victory for John Cena, but Cena's not through. John Cena said he's going to go for the FU. John Cena, you got to go up to him and you got to challenge him. You got to let him know you got a set. And when you do that, you'll get his respect. Yo, me and you had something like that way back. What happened, man? You dropped me like a bad habit. Undertaker, watch whose business. You stick your nose in. You heard? Everybody got to learn the hard way. It's Billy Gunn and John Cena. The winner of this matchup advances in the U.S. title tournament. Well, John Cena has a chain, but here comes trouble. John Cena got the Undertaker's attention, and that's not good for the master of thugonomics. Billy Gunn holds Cena over, and Billy Gunn, off the distraction, advances in the tournament. It was stuck to Cena tonight by the Undertaker. You need to listen up, Undertaker. See, I've been watching ever since you gave this dead man. You're full of more crap than a super-sized bedpan. We should put you out the pasture, have a seat on the porch. You're scared to death to pass this new legend of torch. I shock the world, I make the dead man fall. And leave him like a clear pool table with no balls. And in vengeance, I'm gonna prove the big dog is all bark. I'm gonna claim my territory. Piss right on the mark. John Cena's gonna find out why. He shouldn't let his pal Right checks his ass can't cash. I believe John Cena may be about to learn respect. First, I'm gonna beat him up, and that's gonna shut him up, and then I'm gonna bust him up. It's old school versus new school. Can the dangerous big evil take out the doctor of Thugonomics? I'm changing the guard. I expect. I'm repossessing his yard. To be respected. I claim heavenly vengeance. Let the beatings begin, man. I'll make you my bitch. Will John Cena finally learn? They should have had the. It's certainly not the fucking mania one. They should have had this match the highlights leading up to Mania this year. Yeah, there was no, there was never no focus on it. Last time these two had a match on pay per view. Yes, very true. Fucking hell, very true. One on one. Yeah, yeah. Including the Royal. If you think there's not soon after. This is the only one. If you think not soon after Cena wins the title, he fucks off to Raw, doesn't he? And he's never to be seen on SmackDown for a long time. SmackDown becomes Undertaker's yard. When he, the world, him and Edge and Batista, yeah. you know, that era. When it is Undertaker, he is the big dog. <laughs> but it's all about da 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 da. And it's all, also all about yo, yo, yo. You, and he looks at a fan and goes, What? You can't see me anyway. So, I said, I love that. He was like, I'll, I'll say it when I'm ready, it don't matter. He goes, I don't need leather pants and tattoos to try and act cool. I've got throwbacks and steel chains. I lead the new school. It's time to take back the evil and keep him rested in pieces. I gotta eat you alive, dog. They'll find your bones in my feces. Taz, he went, nice. <laughs> I was like, was he, was he liking the freestyle? Or was he liking the fact that, yeah, I'm going to see some shit. <laughs> I'm untouchable. This won't be a fight. I'll walk away with his bike and he can suck my tailpipe. He had a good run. 
but it's bye bye, see you later. I'm the real dark side, half machine like Darth Vader. I did enjoy that one. Yo, I'm way better than Dead Man. You're just another sucker. You think he's beating John Cena? You're a stupid <laughs> mother. mother. I thought it was that was fucking brilliant. And That's yes, Cena. Like this I enjoyed bro- the build up to this when he did the promo in the graveyard, mm. and he, he very did. It was a throwback to Undertaker's previous gimmick and stuff, and um, I thought it was brilliant. It was a nice blend of stuff, and I think the advantage is Cena. He's, he's a brilliant freestyle rapper. Like there was a report coming out at the end of the show. That they were signing autographs in the car park, and someone in apparently challenged Cena to a rap, and just off the cuff, Cena smashed him out of the park. Yeah, that before. Yeah, it was um, it was just so good, absolutely so good, and that was a brilliant rap. That was perfect way to um, the John Cena rap. You don't need a video package, I don't think. Sometimes yeah. he can let you know what's going down in a way that you're also going to find humorous and funny, and it's it's witty and it's punny. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. That for me is on par with his rap at the Rumble. Yeah. His rap at the Rumble was genius. But that is on par with that. Um so yeah, build up. So Thoughts? excited. So excited for this match. Yeah. We always love a good fight, and this is gonna be a good fight. What I don't get why Taker comes out on an orange bike. You in a big in a big feud, you can't get a red bike. That way, you splash your head into it, you can't see blood. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I well from what you <clears throat> from what it has been made public many times, Undertaker's got quite the plethora of motorcycles at his disposal. But does he is he willing to use his own? Are they are these just ones like the hiring like ones. Yeah, like with Del Rio with his cars and Eddie Graham with his cars and DOA back in the day with their bikes, the original biker gang. Undertaker's inner child, that's what he really wanted to be yeah. a crush. Undertaker deep down inside wanted that gimmick in ninety six uh, ninety seven to be given to him, I bet. And him not to be stuck with weird vampire Undertaker. Do you remember weird vampire Undertaker? Yeah, he came, came down with fucking wings and yeah. everything. And he went one on one with the executioner. Yeah. Those were weird, funky ass times. Everyone had a job. Everyone had a job. Well, the way he walks down to the ring. Yeah, parks the bike. He's serious. He's serious. Walking down. I'm going to kick your ass, young boy. Do you know what? All it needed as he was walking down to the ring. Dead yeah. That's all they needed. Um, so in the match itself, uh, Cena he gives him a bitch slap out of the corner to start, but that just annoys Taker and he pounds on him. Uh, Taker he boosts him out of the ring and pounds on him on the floor, but Cena loads up with the fucking water bottle spill of doom. Now, if you can't beat a guy with a mouthful of water, what more can you do? What more can you do? Uh, Taker he sends him into the post and pounds away and guillotines him on the apron. Uh, back in, he gets a two, and he key locks the wrist and knees away to the ribs, uh, and then he tosses Cena. Uh, back in, old school sets up a choke slam, and he picks Cena up at the two count. So basically, very reminiscent of fully loaded 2000s. I noticed when he was fighting Kurt Angle. Very, very. He did the, toying with him. It's like, nah, I'm not beat yet. I would fuck you up more. Now, do you know earlier where we said basically the match ended in a couple of minutes on a DQ? Now, this match for me, right? So for me personally, it's they've got a massive opportunity to propel John Cena forward. Massive opportunity. Because you, you've got a guy that is on the thrust of the mid-card. He's not really had any massive feuds yet, really, that long-term stuff. No. But he's always flirted. He's had the shot with Brock Lesnar for the world title. He's had, he's had various shots with bigger guys, main eventer guys. He's now fighting Taker with build. Not just thrust together. He's had a bit of build. It's all about respect. It's all about 
old school against new school. So the way I'm looking at it, this at the start is that Cena has to go over. There's only one way to end this. Cena has to fucking go over. But basically, they're showing you that Undertaker could have beat him in around five minutes in the Ultimate Squash. Yeah. But Undertaker, we get that. He's 2018, but yeah, but he just lifts his head up. He's like, no, 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 no. The boy's not done yet. The boy's not done yet. He needs another beating. But that's what basically they've just shown you then that he quickly he could have. So yeah, I'm having that that just as like we're having earlier that match ended in two minutes at <laughs> DQ. The match is over and your winner is Undertaker. He squashed him in five minutes. Um, but yeah, that odd his way. Odd. It doesn't um, go his way though, does it? No, not at all. Uh, the last ride is escaped and Cena DDTs him and undoes a turnbuckle. Uh, Cena chokes away, but Taker slugs back and gets a, uh, a, a very mean corner clothesline. Uh, I've always said Undertaker's charges. Cause there's a lot of he's a girthy bloke in the Undertaker and his charges. There's a lot of meat coming at you. Um, he misses another charge though and hits the steel. Ends up on the floor. Uh, Cena knees him into the railing off the apron and they head back in. Where Cena works on the ribs and Undertaker he contracts Ken Shamrock disease. You're familiar with Ken Shamrock disease? Nope. They start bleeding from the mouth. Oh, blood They start coughing up blood. Good old Ken Shamrock, uh, King of the Ring 98, 99, uh, when it was Billy, against Billy Gunn, when Billy Gunn won King of the Ring. And it showed that King of the Ring, uh, Ken Shamrock won in 98, and it looked like he was going to win again. Oh no, beaten by Steve Blackman, and then Billy Gunn had more beating on him. Oh, he made him bleed from the mouth and everything. Oh, it was a beautiful moment, beautiful spot. Take a fight's back though. Cena hits the ribs again and works him in the corner. Um, it was very, you saw kind of a um, a very technical side from Cena, a very yeah. focused on one body part. And you saw it all throughout the match. This is the first time you've seen it from Cena, where it's very... Um, focus on one Yeah, bit. it's just a very ring psychology a bit more. We focus on one body part, pound away and work on that. And obviously the finisher with the FU, you're landing on your back, your side. There's a way of incorporating, shotting on the ribs with the FU working into your... Being the build-up for that to end the match for yeah. you. So yeah, it, for me, it all makes sense. Do you know it's Michael Calder saying... They're not going to stop the match because of a bit of blood. Yeah. How times have changed. How times have changed. Where are them gloves? Get your latex gloves. Somebody's got a paper cut. Uh, take on his slugs away in the corner and he chokes on Cena, but Cena grabs the chain and goes to the ribs again. The FU gets a two, so he hits a guy with broken ribs with a chain and he gave him his finisher and he still kicks out. That's like, that was my first moment. that was like, oh, kicking out of finishers. What's, no, also that again, though, it's the FU. It's the FU that keeps saying... It's... It's like many other finishers that they're good enough for the mid-card. It's like the RKO. Like the RKO, but it's not quite good enough can't yet. Be it can't be a main eventer. Uh, Cena, he brings Taker into the corner and pounds away. But of course, take, Taker, he, yeah. he, he makes the biggest mistake he'll you possibly do. You don't taunt someone who's finished with a pound bomb in the corner when they're already in the position they need to be to deliver a power bomb. And unfortunately, the last ride gets the victory. Now, this, in around 16 minutes, now this really annoyed me, like, like where Cena had to win this for me. He really did. Unless he's going to get a rematch. But, now, the babyface goes over clean. That ends the feud. Undertaker's the babyface, Cena's the heel. So why is there a rematch? For what reason would there be a rematch? I don't understand. For me, Cena should have gone over in this match. Maybe then for me, well, maybe, or you go over, or Cena goes over now, and then goes over again. And then that proper propels him as the next big thing. No offence, Brock. John Cena on the attack. He's going for the kill for sure. John Cena. John Cena with the right to the end of the car. Beating the car in the Undertaker. No, John, no short ball, kid. Oh, you got caught.
I will say that props to Cena for how long he holds Taker on his shoulders before he does F you. Oh, he's a fucking... He's, he's formed at one point. He's a muscly bloke though, isn't he, Cena? He's, and he's, he can lift you up and... Wow. Um, don't fucking... But it's the strength that these guys have, it's like, granted there's all the conditioning and the amount of times he goes to the gym and all that, but it's just the actual core strength that some like Brock and Cena have is fucking scary. Up next. Old man versus cripple. The battle of... Mr. America. Mr. America. Just like Sable and Big Steph. Old little skinny Zack. Old uh, handicapped hero. Um, he's got involved because... Hulk Hogan, if you're associated with him in any which way possible, Vince will just want to end you. Wants to fucking end him. And this build is, it's another one on the back of the Hulk Hogan where we saw Zach Gowan sat in the sat, uh, sat in the crowd. He was then come out with Hulk Hogan and instantly Vince, and like I said, you can, you guarantee fucking tea with that Kevin. <laughs> He's mine! When it comes to Zach Gowan. I'm going to swing. I'm going to beat him with his fake leg, Kevin. I was eight years old, diagnosed in October of 91 for, uh, with osteosarcoma, which is a, a form of bone cancer that was on my femur. And, and to prevent it from spreading to the rest of my body and, and killing me, they had to cut it off at the source by amputating my leg. At that point, there really, really was no option. It was either uh, take my leg and save my life or die. I knew I was going to live. A goal of mine has always been a professional wrestler. Something in this business is almost disease-like. Once it's in your bloodstream, it stays in your bloodstream forever, and, and you always want to go back for more. Going through cancer and losing a leg and, 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 and losing friends and dealing with that at such a young age has made me so much stronger, and has made me uh, uh, treat adversity as just, uh, just a little challenge I need to overcome. And that's what I'm all about, is overcoming all the odds and living the American dream. You win the match, you win a contract, Zach. 
Look at Zach. Zach's on one leg. Zach's on one leg. Wait a minute. It's Kurt Angle. Hey, here comes the pass. Congratulations. At Vengeance, you're going to have your first official match, kid. And it's going to be Zach Gowan going one-on-one with the most ruthless two-legged SOB in the history of this planet. Me. You're going to rue the day you signed that contract. Because you may have survived cancer. You won't survive me. You know something, Vince? You're a sorry excuse for a human being. But yeah, build up. Come on, Vince McMahon is on pay-per-view. He's wrestling in, like, his third pay-per-view match this... Second pay-per-view match this year? Second, yeah. Yeah, main event now. I do enjoy seeing Vince McMahon. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Vince the character, Vince the wrestler. His facial expressions, his just mannerisms. He knows what to do. He, he knows how to sell everything. And put him in this position where he is overpowering and he's he's not scared yet. He's not scaredy cat. Like it always used to be funny back with the corporation back in the day, where if you had boss man and test and shamrock behind him, he'd mock the shit out of Austin. But the minute they got fucked off, it was this little child Run, you know, running like, away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um but this Vince cocky heel Vince, absolutely love it. Uh, but I'm excited, they they build this as uh, which was weird because in the pre-show on Sunday Night Heat they build this as uh, Zach's first ever match so let's disregard the tag match he had oh, all that the stuff. Match it, uh, yeah, contract. disregard all that. Um, but I'm interested to see what they allow Zach to do. Because obviously Vince has signed him so Vince knows must know how good he is. Yeah. So what, does he let him do everything? Come on then Zach. Let's, I'm going to beat up on you as per because I'm Vince McMahon. Damn it. Uh, but do you know when it's time for your little two minutes of Let's, let's show the world what you can do. I was, I was like, at the start of thinking, I was sat there with my laptop, ready to type, going, right, come on then, Zach. Because we've seen your moonsault. We've seen you can do a drop kick. Let's, let, what else can you do? It's a single leg drop kick. Right, just, let's ignore that. You can do a drop kick. Well, I've actually got a fun fact for you. Hit me. Zach Gowan's theme song uh, called My Way by Siva. Okay. It was actually originally wrote for a different wrestler. Okay. Do you want to guess who it was? Raw Smackdown. Smackdown. Mikado Mayvay. Ah, no, say that. Brock. Nope. The person who had it. Kidman. The person it was for. Oh, hey. Go on. Didn't want it because there was no chance of crowd participation. Angle. There's really? No, no chance of you suck. Yeah. It was originally wrote for Kurt Angle. Really? What, was it, were they going to mix it up from medal? These gave him that instead no but it, obviously he had medal for um his duration his duration but Yusuf came many years down the line from the duration so was that kind of always the plan to throw Yusuf in there at some point no so it's not, completely so that, changed that's it, something but, so they would have changed but, it straight away from medal to this yeah just into swap it straight away oh very interesting loves the Yusuf loves it, loves it. you look at him now he has a boner man he loves it when they say it um, so it's Vince versus fucking old, uh, everyone's favourite cripple, Zach Gowen. Uh, Vince, he brings him into a corner to start, but the break's clean. 
Um, he takes him down and hip tosses him and gets a slam. Zack tries to roll up, but only to get clotheslined. It's a mean clothesline. It's and the, clothesline. The thing is about this, though, you know Vince is going to kind of a little bit, not a little bit, a lot, enjoy this. Really enjoy he this. He says, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, damn it. Uh, Vince, he works more in the corner and pounds him down, but Zack elbows back and dumps him out. Back in, a springboard leg drop gets a two. Uh, Vince takes him down by the leg and works it over. Vince then works the knee and kicks the leg out from under his leg a couple of times. And Zack taps. Yes. Vince, he gets, he gets half Boston Crab, which actually really hurts the back, not the leg. Um, but Zack makes the ropes and then kicks away uh, from the mat and immediately forgets that his leg's injured. We get a drop kick to Vince and he pounds away. Like, straight away. He's like, Vince has been working on that leg for five minutes. And straight away, he starts fucking... Yeah, I can know it's fine. It is a drop kick. It is a kick. Uh, but just straight away, just the how agile he is and how yeah. swiftly he can take himself off his feet to kick someone and then land back on that one leg. That's ah, fucking... Bravo to him. Honestly, bravo. He's so quick. I mean, he delivers a drop kick and he's back up again. A, a leg drop. And he's so back, quickly back up again. So quick. So quick. Uh, Zach, he, um, his, he throws Vincent's post a couple of times and comes back with something resembling a bulldog that misses, like, by a country mile. This is, this is like Trish and Zachy, Jackie Gadia level of missing bulldogs. It's really bad. Uh, a missile drop kick, though, sets up a moonsault for two. But Vince, rolls out and grabs a chair and tosses the ref. So he's like, come here, little bastard. Zach, though, he drop kicks the chair into Vince, drawing a fucking gnarly gash. Drop. Yeah. And this was no blade job. That blood was pouring from Vince's head. Uh, I felt the pain of how much blood he was losing. Um, he pounds on him with the chair. Another moonsault misses, though. And Vince gets quite an anticlimactic pin in around uh, 40 minutes. It was... What, where, where's the stunner, Vince? I used to play SmackDown, and this was your yeah. stunner. This was the perfect time for you to hit a finish. There was no finish. Zach went for a moonsault, missed, and Vince got the win. And look at this! Oh! McMahon is split wide open. Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan on the verge of winning this. Oh my God. Call it believe this. The moonsault. And Mr. McMahon rolled out of the way. I think it was a twisting somersault. Zach Gowan went for the kill. Oh Mr. My God. McMahon bleeding oh like God. a stuck pig. Rolling now into the cover. The blood was pouring out of Mr. McMahon's head. He didn't get it. And it's over. Zach Gowan made a critical mistake. Mr. McMahon escapes the winner. Mr. McMahon. The blood. Oh, oh my God, that's bad. We better get some help out here. That you better get some medical attention. Somebody better get some medical attention for Zach Gowan too. Yeah, I, I know. Kid Zach Gowan. Mr. McMahon picked up the win. He missed that. That somersault, Zach Gary crashed and burned, and Mr. McMahon got the win. Right. Overall, taking advantage. Um, it was probably as good as senior citizen versus cripple was ever going to be. Yeah. But entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I quite liked at the end though how they tried to do a standing ovation for Zach, yeah. and it was like he even give the Undertaker ting as he's walking fucking up the stage with the arm in the air. He's like, is this now the end for the Zach attack? As Vince now destroyed the character only a fortnight after he got his contract that he's been working for six months to get. Yep. Yeah. Because I don't think we see him again, do we? 
Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. You Brock get fucking destroys him. Oh, yeah, we do. Brock was gnarly. No, his dad gets good in a couple Brock of weeks. Brock kills him. Literally. Just like when he killed Hogan. Sends him back to fucking no man's land. you got to admit, though, when uh, Vince got crushed into Turbuckle, them grapefruits got more like cherries now. <laughs> <laughs> I quite liked the... Uh, where, where Zach was on it and the, the crowd, there was like four or five of them that you could see them from the camera that were at. They gave such a cheer when they pulled Vince into the fucking crotch these fucking nuts. It's so funny. The grapefruits. The old grapefruits. Um, but yeah, it was it was funny. Again, it was an, another humour segment that was splitting up the serious stuff. Um, we go backstage. We get Eddie Guerrero. Um, he's basically saying a victory is a victory. He's like, oh, Josh Matthews. It was quite a funny start. It was like, uh, what was it? He said, like, what's up, Holmes? And just went, oh, nothing much. It's like, so, you, you know, congratulations, no US champion. Uh, but isn't it a bit tainted with Rhino? And then he's like, fucking, do you not know my gimmick, Josh? Like, cheat, steal. Do you want to think I could give a fuck if Rhino comes in and spears him and I win that way? Happy days. So, um, we're, I think, I, well, I imagine now we're going to see Ultra Eddie Hill. Yeah. Are they going to push it that way where he's going to turn it up a hell of a lot? Um, but... I think we are going to see, and it does happen, and you do, we do see it to an extent, of the like a very comparison to The Rock 98 um, heel to face, where he was a heel on TV, but the fans loved him. They loved him that much that they dictated that he had to change, he had to go, he had to be a face. And this is obviously what happens with Eddie when he finally gets the world title in less than a year. Six months. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it does actually happen. That's madness, isn't it? Six months from now, Eddie loses the US belt that he's won and wins the world title. It is time for our main event of the evening. Do you know? Do you notice what they uh, named it? A no DQ triple threat. A no DQ. How can a yeah. triple threat be no DQ? Yeah. It's or, what? So if, if I, like me, you and Joe Bloggs are in a triple threat match, I you with steel chair. Yeah. Me and him don't lose. Yeah. Do you know what also annoyed me as well? It really annoyed me that we spent the entire of the previous episode. Saying how Big Show's got to take the L. Big Show's got to take yeah. the L. And do you know what he didn't? I was so upset. So I was like, well, I was like, we're what? fucking wrong then, aren't we? What the fucking point of the Big Show being there? Why didn't they just go one on one? So here's our, here's our main event. Here's a SmackDown World title. It is Lesnar. It is Angle. It is Show. It is Triple Threat. No DQ. Because Angle and Lesnar can't take the pin. Because <laughs> aren't we a second? concern that I was never going to be able to wrestle again. My whole destiny of my life, everything that I worked for, just crumbled down in front of me. You know, when I was laid up in the hospital and I didn't know if I was going to wrestle again, there's someone that became a genuine friend. All the concern for me and my family and my health. I just want to say one thing. Thank you. Now 
after two months of neck surgery and rehab, your Olympic hero is back in the WWE ring, baby. And I'm back for one reason and one reason only. I want to become champion again. Let me tell you something, Kurt. If you want a shot at this title, I say it's on. Fernando, you want to be champion again? You better wait and rock. Brock Lesnar will be defending the WWE title against Kurt Angle and The Big Show. A triple threat match for the WWE title adventures. So, Michael, it is main event time. Um, the build, it's been a bit, I don't know, a bit weird. Obviously, it started way back in 2002, really. Yeah, with Big Show, Big Show and Lesnar. And then, obviously, that then slowly built towards Angle and uh, Lesnar at sure. Mania. Uh, well, obviously, during that, you had Angle and Big Show as well. Yep. And then Angle got injured, so it went to Lesnar and Big Show. Angle came back injured. It looked like him and Big Show were going to have a program, and him and Brock Lesnar have now become best fucking mates. Look at me. I can do press-ups, and I can eat chicken and, and pull the girls, milk. and I can drink milk. Um, but now, obviously, so we've got to this point where it's triple threat. Uh, we predicted for six weeks of looking at SmackDown that Big Show was only here to take the L. How wrong we were. I swore blind, looking back, that Big Show was the one who lost his match. <laughs> I know, yeah, how fucking wrong we were. Um, obviously, this, uh, I watched it on, as always, I watched it on here, and you watched it on the network. Um, did you take a note of how long the preview was in general? Two hours, 40 minutes, and 17 seconds. Oh, well, the DVD release was two hours, 41 minutes, and 51 seconds. Ha! What else what did I get more? <laughs> maybe more I got funny sable. Maybe I, no, maybe I got like five more seconds of Zach Gowan like trying to get a pop off the crowd at the end. You don't know, do you? You don't know. Um, or so, Big Show just looking pissed off. Baby Big Show looking pissed off. Um so main event, walking in, your champion is Lesnar. Who's walking away with the title? Angle Lesnar. Angle it had to be, didn't it? There was no way was, the ultimate swerve would have been old big Paul White walking away with it. That would have been the ultimate swerve. <laughs> It'd have been great. It but would have been like Team Angle come out. Not Team Angle come out to help him. Ebony and Ivory. Do you mean Ebony? Sorry, my bad. Ebony and, Ebony and Ivory come out to help him. That would be fucking amazing. Um, so the match itself, uh, Lesnar Angle, they attack Show to start, but he clotheslines him down and tosses Angle. Uh, Brock goes for Show alone, but gets choked, slammed, and Show gets two. Show charges at Angle and runs into an elbow, but clotheslines him down. Show headbutts Angle down, gets Angle locked. Show kicks out of it, though. Slugs it out with Angle, knocking him down with a boot and a leg drop. The fuck is this, Hulk Hogan appreciation, Nate? Undertaker were only doing this a bit ago. Well, Mr. Maker's not there anymore, is it? They've got to make up for it. Angle, he brings in some fucking bin lids, and him and Lesnar then proceed to pound on the big show in quite the comedy spot of the main event. It was quite funny. Uh, A double suplex, though, is blocked by show as he suplexed them both at the same time, which was a pretty cool spot. It always is when Big Show does that. But if anyone can pull it off, it's definitely show. Oh, 100%, 100%. And make it look like it's not just two guys that have jumped. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously there is a lot of Angle and Lesnar helping that situation out. They've got to jump into the air first. But that is some good strength. And a double choke slam is blocked, and they return fire with a double choke slam onto but Big Show. It it's the like, brothers of destruction. Yeah. It was like a double fucking when rock Brock, bottom. The way, yeah, when Brock did it, it looked like a Brock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Brock bottom, that's his new finisher. The Brock, but it's not only in the tag team division. There you go. That's your next opponent for Ebony and Ivory. Fucking Lesnar and at the douchebag twins. Them two. The fucking milk brothers. Uh, Brock, he hammers away uh, and gets an F5, but Angle flies to the ropes as a rebound and bails. Uh, 
That which was great. That's what every fucking wrestler should ever do when you hit a finish. You've got that one ounce of strength left. Roll. Get yourself outside. You can't get pinned when you're outside. Uh, Show grabs uh, for Brock, but Lesnar in neck snaps him and hammers him with a clothesline before walking into one himself. Um, Show leg drops him for another two. Hulk Hogan appreciation night. He stomps someone in the corner and they go up to the top rope. And Dave got a little bit excited again. So I couldn't quite remember this match. And they're like, oh, please say they do it again on pay-per-view. A ring explosion. And I'm like, hang on. If they did, I would have seen that video on YouTube or somewhere at some point somewhere. Yeah. I'd never seen that video. Um, but Brock, though, he power bombs him out of the corner. Uh, Brock's not human. The fact that he drops down and fucking... That's a lot. Fair play for him to have all show up for that length of time. We've mentioned this Messina before. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's the strength of... He's an alien sent from outer space to take over the SmackDown. It's only explanation. Um, if only Brock Lesnar at 18 would ever sit and watch, because you know he probably doesn't really like wrestling, he would only sit and watch himself back, sit and watch this match, and wonder if you're like, oh, I what's showing his son and his daughter. Has he got a kid with Sable yet? I know he's got the daughter, obviously. No idea. But sat with Sable going, oh, no, I reminiscing, oh, I remember this when I give a fuck. Those were the times. Um, Before that came along, you little bastard. Fucking definitely. Uh, Angle, though, he beats on with chair shots uh, to get rid of, and we get a two-account onto the big show. Show bells, so Angle charges with the chair and gets kicked it back in his face. Uh, show preps the Spanish announce table, goes to the choke slam, but Angle reverses it into an angle slam through the table. And this is and the then Kurt that... proceeds to fall asleep on Big Show's knee. Definitely. But this he is... must have very comfy knees. <laughs> <laughs> it's the knee pad. Just really comfy sponge on the knee pad. And what got me though is that Angle's happily lifting Brock Lesnar on, in, onto the table. And this guy has just come back from a broken neck. So he's doing stuff like that for? Angle's a fucking fucking freak in it. Back in the ring, Angle and Lesnar, they're staring down each other and they slug it out. As Angle goes goes absolutely fucking nuts on him, definitely. Uh, Brock needs him to come back as the crowd are fucking going wild now, but they're so pro Angle. They are even though they're both our faces to an extent. I think they're trying to make them both tweeners, but Angle is the super over baby face. Um, Brock, Brock tries the F5, but Angle grabs the ropes and gets tossed out as a result. Angle sends him into the stairs, however. Back in, Angle unloads with Germans, including the 270 flip German, which yeah. is fucking brilliant. That's how you do a German. That's how Brock. you do a German. Uh, that gets a two. Um, that's probably why he's Suplex City. He's probably always just admired Kurt Angle. Because maybe on the flip, he actually really does admire wrestling, but he just knows he can't. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Maybe. Because obviously he used to do amateur wrestling, so he's probably he's always had a love for yeah. grappling men. Or he's just got a bit of a fucking thing for... Beating on small people and for fighting, yeah. Um, Angle sets up the angle slam, but Brock counters with a spine buster for a two count. Brock takes him to the mat with a bear hug, but Show finally recovers to break it up. Uh, Show then covers both for a two count. Well, if one can't kick out, that's just logic dictates that the other one's going to kick out, if that one has. Angle fights back onto Lesnar and dodges a charge that allows an ankle lock out of the corner. Angle slam onto Show and then another one to Lesnar to prove both of us incredibly wrong. We were so wrong. As Lesnar takes the L, as your new, and rightly so, world champion, in around 17 minutes, it's Kurt Angle. Shoulder first into the steel pole. Oh, shit! Oh, man! An ankle lock! I've never seen it done that way before! Smart! Angle's got that ankle lock locked in! Great move by Kurt! Brock Lesnar's in the center of the ring with nowhere to go! And Big Show missed with the clothesline. Kurt Angle shot up underneath the arm. Whoa! An ankle slam! An ankle slam to the big man! That's the second one that Big Show got. The first one he was put for the table. 
And look at Kurt Angle measuring Brock Lesnar. Another one! And Angle slammed to the champion! Can Kurt Angle do it? Kurt Angle hooks the leg. He shot him! Stand. He got it! Well-deserved victory, but it's we were wrong. To. We were so wrong. But, yeah, Kurt Angle, normal service has been resumed. He's yet again holding the WWE title. I think I preferred this triple threat, though, to the previous year's triple threat. Do, do, yeah, yeah. Because there was a lot more back base the, the, the with Lesnar Angle. You had... Uh, Last year was Taker, Rock and Take Angle. Taker, Rock and Angle. So, you kind of, if you're replacing the big man... With a big man to an extent, but take a move a lot more than yeah. But then on the flip, rock, replacing Rock for Brock. Rock, yeah, it's but yeah. Overall, as a main event, it was fast paced to an extent, but there were times where Big Show had to slow it down and you yeah. had to incorporate that's the Big why Show Big into was it. There. But that's why it was there to kind of balance it out. But not even touching twenty minutes on the main event, maybe I don't know. It could have give it a few more minutes. Maybe yeah. took something off somewhere. The opening contest was longer than longer this. Longer than this. Tag exactly. match was longer than this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but overall, if you're comparing the brands, um, for me, as a pay-per-view, Vengeance is not only... Back the floor. Blew out the water. Right? This was probably the best pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. Now, which... Does that also then put it on the list of the best pay-per-views the WWE has ever done? Now, there was downsides, because you did have... Mega quality match with fast-paced in-ring action. And then slow. And then slow. Comedy. And then big fast-paced or fighting or power. And then comedy. So, yeah. That probably doesn't put it up there with the best. But as far as pure wrestling goes and also fun and entertainment, that was a, that was that was WWE. Yeah. That was wrestling entertainment. That was oh absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Now... Only little snippet I have my coming out of the show that there was no real serious injuries. Uh, the only person that needed any surgery afterwards and medical attention was Vince getting busted open the hard way. But apparently Vince was walking around backstage and brushing it off like it wasn't really a big thing. <laughs> Kevin, doesn't matter. But Michael, as we always do, that has been Vengeance 2003, match of the night, worst match of the night, and if Vengeance 2003 was a start of the ruthless aggression era, who would he be? Worst match of the night, easily Steph and Granny Fanny. Yep. Uh, match of the night for me was the US title, Ben Warren Eddie. These I two would, cannot have a bad match. I'd have to agree on both fronts. Them two cannot have a bad match. I, I would, think. but 
a a close second for me. Tag team. A close third for me is the barroom brawl. It was funny. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. See, my third is would be take a Cena. Yeah, that was that was, that was a scrap. Yeah. Uh, I would have beat respect. The somebody. only thing I'd say about that match was just the ending was you saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. And if something else would have been a bit more fun to carry it on, but yeah, overall. But speaking of John Cena, that's who I picked. Really? To be the superstar for this pay per view. Because? As a debut single branded pay per view. Yeah. Gives me hope for the future of single brand pay per views. Oh, okay. And just like Cena had an amazing Gives you debut hope for the future. Year. Gives you hope for the ruthless aggression. Nice. Just like Cena had an amazing debut. Nice. Um, for me, same matches, worst match and best match. And uh, for me, if it was a superstar of the Ruthless Christian era, it, uh, it brought Lesnar summer to the end of 2002 because it was fucking shit hot. He had a couple yeah. of his moments where you're like, well, he is kind of learning still. And I think that's why I use them to compare to the comedy stuff. But the serious wrestling and the fighting, that was Brock Lesnar of 2002 summer slash Christmas. Um, but... That has been quite an enjoyable pay-per-view. Yes. Uh, Avengers 2003. Up next... The biggest party of the summer. ...is the saunter to SummerSlam. Uh, it's the biggest party of the summer. And it's time for Elimination Chamber. Duh. But, Mike, if you want to always let everyone know where they can find us on forms of all social media, if they don't already. On all forms of social media. Facebook, Twitter, Insta, YouTube. Tinder. Tinder. Grinder. <laughs> Grinder. Are we not? Oh, Grinder's for gays. Are you not that bad yet? Not, I, thought, I didn't know if, how dry the, the, the spot was yet. That maybe Grinder we were flirting with. You may find a recall. Find yourself a nice recall. That's where you're going wrong <laughs> in life. Or a nice Orlando Jordan. But on all know. social media, it's at RAO Podcast. <laughs> and until next time, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. We've been RAO Podcast until episode 29 as we saunter to SummerSlam. Peace out, people. Ruthless aggression. What's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smelled I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, and much success. Stress up. I want it all. No less. So come on.